Welcome to TanakhStudy.com. This is Jesse Salem, and together we're studying Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim Peregimal. So here's another story. Um, whereas before he asked her to come out, now it's her longing for him. Um, he is the one she loves, as we'll see coming up in this in this uh, short song. Ahavanaf she appears four times. Also appearing four times is is the um, the theme of searching, right? Four times comes up bikashtiv, and additionally mitzativ comes up four times, or the shortest of those words. So she's dreaming at night, you know, the darkness, maybe the galut, maybe even it's the dark setting of the story. So before we explain where this fits into the plot, let's just read this um, as a song on its own, and pay attention how the song develops into with four different stages. Al mishkavi balelot bikashti et she'ahava nafshi bikashtiv velo mitzativ. Hakumana vasoveva ba'ir bashevakim uvarachovot avaksha et she'ahava nafshi bikashtiv velo mitzativ. Metzauni ha'shomerim ha'sovevim ba'ir et she'ahava nafshi ra'item. Kimat she'avarti mehem ad she'matzati et she'ahava nafshi achasti velo arpenu ad she'aveti velbeti mi venheder horati. And then the closing line, Hishbati etchem benot Yerushalayim bisvaot o be'aliot ha-saleh im ta'iru v'im ta'oreru et ha'ava ash-tahpatz. So, if we go back to where we started, the first song in Shirashim, she ran after him and he politely turned her away. And the second song, he's chasing her, right? Let's be part of the blooming nature. And she politely pushes him off. So this next song that we just read is the famous wonderful dream that the woman has. It comes after... She pushed him away, and as soon as she does, she begins to dream of him, <coughs> right? And she's al mishkavi balelot. You know, there's progression. You know, this time the love comes from something internal, as we'll see. It's not just from nature. So let's read pasuk pasuk. Al mishkavi balelot bikashti etshavanafshi bikashti velomasativ. On my bed at night, I sought the one I loved. I sought him, but did not find him. In the last song, she expressed what happened when she was awake. And here she goes on to express what happened in her dream or awakened in bed. And maybe it's a continuation of the last song and episode. After she pushed him away, she began to miss him and, and she starts dreaming at night. Right away, she feels bad and she she can't wait for daybreak. She, she told him to wait, you know, in, in the last pasuk, but she can't wait any longer. And once again, she's she's fantasizing and, and speaking in third person, not directly to him. Um, now we move on to the second stage in the dream. After the first one, she's she's longing for him, and now she starts to take action. And we'll see it also ends in failure. Akumana vasoveva ba'ir bashevakim uvarechovot avakshat shavanafshi bikashtiv elomesativ. I'll arise and circle around the city, in the marketplaces, in the town squares. I'll seek the one I love. I sought him, but did not find him. She does something extremely out of the ordinary. Back then it was uncustomary to stroll around in the city uh, late hours in the night, pitch dark. Only harlots would roam the streets at that hour. But she's willing to do so in, in hope of finding her beloved. And as we pointed out, the word bikashtiv or avakshav appears four times in these two pesukim. Her mind is one-track minded. She seeks him. She's determined to find him. But she can't find him. Um, important to note, she transitions from theoretically thinking to actualizing her thoughts. She's proactively getting up and searching for him. Yet again, this time it ends in failure. And now we move to the third stage of a dream. She doesn't find anyone, but ironically, someone finds her. 
מצאוני השומרים הסובבים בעיר את שאהבה נפשי ראיתם? The watchman who circled around the city found me. The one I love, have you found him? So the watchman were the only ones up at this hour, and she asked them in a broken sentence, The one I, I love, have you seen him? Her mind is so preoccupied with him, she doesn't even speak in a coherent fashion. Right? She could have said, she should have said, Have you seen the one I love? But she, rather, she, she blurts out, The one I love, uh, and then can f- finishes off a question, Have you seen him? And continuing in the very fast pace of the moving dream, she, she doesn't even give him a chance to answer. Right? She doesn't give the, the, the guards a chance to answer, and she's already walking by them. There's, there's no response of the Shomrim. And like we may ask, why are we even told this? Like Why is this Pasuk here? So we can suggest uh, a couple of things. Maybe when she walks around, she doesn't find them. But ironically, when the guards walk around, you know, they find her. And you know, it stresses the irony. Or um, maybe the text is stressing that she's actually bringing her love to the public. Right? She's she, she's searching. She's talking to people. She's it's progressing. And now we move to the um, the fourth and final stage of her dream, um, right before she's about to give up. Just as I passed them, I found the one I love. I held him. I wouldn't let go until I brought him to my mother's home. And the room where I was conceived. As soon as she bumps into him, she grabs him, never to let go again, and brings him into her mother's home. Or I translated her mother's home, but what's the significance of this? And maybe it's not the most accurate translation. We can explain it a couple of ways. It can either be that she feels that her beloved is so precious, and she wants her mother to watch over and, and protect him. Or it can be in a more literal sense. Right? Horati is is the room where I was conceived. Right? Horati, expressing her longing. To become a mother as well, and just to point out, you know, some of the irony over here. Remember, she she's worried about being, you know, grabbed and caught by jackals, which could have been a reference to him. And now she's the one that grabs him. She's the one that catches him. Until now, they met outside, you know, and now she brings him to the wedding, you know, meeting the parents. Right, the mother teaches the daughter about the wedding. He brought her to Betayain. Again, she pushes the relationship further. And as we'll see, the next song will be the um, the wedding itself, the Hatuna. Uh, the relationship starts to turn from a romantic love to one of marriage, you know, ready to start the next generation. And we close off um, with the swear again, she found him. And once again, she she you know puts the girls of Jerusalem under oath. And ironically, it's even though she only found him like in her dream. I adjure you, the daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the deer in the field, lest you wake up or disturb this love until it's ready. Um, we close off with the same swear as in Perek Bet Pasuk Zayin. The girls of Jerusalem like the chorus who, who she updates. She's um, she's with him in unison, albeit seemingly in a dream. She makes them swear to let the love develop on its own. Um, and yeah, important to mention that throughout this song, the beloved isn't referred to as the dod as he was in the last uh, in the last song. You know, here she amps up her expression and and calls him Havan It appears four times. It's almost like the Milam and Chat throughout the entire song. In each sentence of hers, and additionally at the closing swear, she refers to him as as Ahava, right? 
And then most you know also important is the is the theme and of, of the seeking and, and finding or not finding, right? Because also appearing four times throughout this song. Um, metaphorically, Bnei are left in the darkness of night, either in the Midbar or later times in the Galut, or you know, maybe even uh, every individual on their own personal level having to search and find God. They circle the cities, marketplaces, times squares, basically traveling nation to nation in each place to pray and hope that God will shine His light on them. And they see God in every country under the suppression of many different nations, uh, even as the guards or the kings and nations themselves. And finally at the end, God reveals Himself to B'nai Israel. So after she was resting in her bed at night, almost you know, dreaming of him, and she runs outside searching for him, this search, this motif of, of searching and finding or not finding. Here she finally finds him at the end and she catches him and, and brings him into his into in the Horati. This next song is going to be the wedding. Um we'll see Pasuka Yudalf mentions Yom Khatunato. Uh this so this next sheer string of, of songs are songs that were said at the um at the you know for the Khatan or at Shilamu Hamidh's wedding. It opens with the people of Yerushalayim gazing in astonishment at the beautiful girl walking into Jerusalem. And then we'll see three mini-songs um, about Shilomo. So the song opens with Mizot Olamin Hamidbar. And we'll see the same phrase once again later in the Megillah, also immediately after the oath of Hishbat Yedchem Benot Yerushalayim, Mizot Olamin Hamidbar. She seems to be coming back after looking for her beloved. So as last, you know, song, you know, after he turned her away, she hears him coming, you know, knocking on the door. Now after he turns her away, he hears her approaching, right, coming up from the Midbar. She's coming and seemingly ready to get married. Mizot olamin hamidbar, kitimirot ashan, mikuteret mikol Who is that that rises from the wilderness like a column of smoke? Columns of smoke, scented with myrrh and frankincense from all the, um, the powders of the merchant. Right, there were a lot of um, tons of of scents and and um, spices that they used to bring in from all different countries. So the people of Jerusalem open up with the beautiful words of the woman who's about to get married. How graciously graciously she walks and how beautiful her scents are. She's coming from the wilderness like a column of smoke. It can be. Um, her tall figure, it can be her, maybe her heavy steps alongside her flock that kicks up dirt like a column of smoke whenever she walks. So at first, when they saw her, they thought it was a cloud of smoke of dirt, but as she drew closer, they exaggeratingly proclaimed that it's a perfume that creates the cloud around her. And, and the scents they mentioned are, are actually scents from the Ketorah themselves. So we have this one pasuk about her coming up from the Midbar, and now we'll see, um, five pasukim about him. Now, the three songs uh, that the composer sang at the wedding of Shalomo. And pay attention to the progression um, from one of these, you know, one song to the next. We have three songs, the progression from one to the next, and we'll see the name, I guess the main theme over here is Shalomo or Hamelech Shalomo. So let's just read them all together. So 
So we have this description of Shlomo. Hine, there's a wedding. Hine, Here is Shlomo's bed. There are 60 warriors surrounding it from the warriors of Israel. Right? The Hatan himself was like Shlomo. The narrator of the Meshoret is speaking, which is unique in Shira Shirim, uh, or it could be otherwise the Benot um, Yerushalayim, or the people of Yerushalayim is speaking, with all these, and we'll see these connotations of the Bet HaMikdash. Right? We know David HaMelech had 30 warriors, as mentioned Shemuel Bet, and here we're told Shlomo doubled that. Shlomo had 60 warriors. And here is his bed, it's like almost the chuppah is all prepared. All them sword bearers and skilled in warfare, each with a, ready, a sword ready at their side in fear of the night. All of them are protecting Shalom from anything, anything from happening to him at night. So we open a description of his bed, yet we never reach his bed. We only reach the guards around it. And now we move on to the next stage of this, of this string of Shirim, and we have the Apirion. Apirion asalo amelech Shlomo me'asei Lebanon. Shlomo made for himself an apirion from the trees of Lebanon. Right? Apirion itself is interesting. It's a it's a hepax legamenon. The word appearing only once in all of Tanakh. Most explain it to be a throne that a king or a groom would sit on. We can also explain it as the actual chupa itself. Uh, the word later does appear in rabbinic literature, Mishnah Sota, Periktet Yudalid, Mishnah Yudalid, Wechamim. After the second Horban will go there for women not to go out in an apirion, seemingly like a fancy tense, you know, in the streets uh, at the time of their wedding. So this apirion was made from the best trees, the cedars of Lebanon, echoing memories of the Beth Mikdash. Shlomo also used these to build his own home, as well as the Beth Mikdash and Sefer Melachim. So Amudav Asaf Chesef, Rifidato Zahav, Merkavu Argaman, Tochor Asuf Ahava. It's columns he made from silver, it's coverings, or maybe it's cushions from gold, right? Seeing the threads from gold. It's seats for, from, from a violet wool. Its interior was inlaid with love from the girls of Jerusalem. After counting four different expensive materials used to create this apion, the Mishorah tells us that there was one more thing, and that was love. The girls of Jerusalem dedicated their time and love to weaving and building this apion. And that's what it's filled with. Love was the ingredient that stuck out, uh, stood out in the Mishorah's eyes. Hagim al-Artsi explains that Shilomo's bed was filled with love from many girls of Jerusalem, as he had 700 wives and 300 pelakshim. But the woman, the bride, is in awe and excitement that Shilomo picked her. So whereas this first song led to the fear of the gods, guards, this song leads to love. And now, the next song... Um, now he calls on the girls of the Jerusalem to come out and see the crown of Shlomo. So from the love from Benot Yerushalayim, we go to seeing the crown and glory of Shlomo HaMelech. Se'ena or'ena benot Zion ba'melech Shlomo ba'atara she'itera lo imo biyom hatunato v'yom simchat libo. Go out and see daughters of Zion, King Shlomo, the crown that his mother crowned him with on his wedding day, on the day of his heart's rejoicing. So Zion was originally a hilltop or fortress in Yerushalayim. Many times it's a nickname for, nickname for Jerusalem itself. Um, it's used here instead of Yerushalayim. Uh, interestingly, maybe um, not to use the same word as the closing of Les Pasuk, right? So just not to be too repetitious. Or maybe it's playing on the word Se'ena, right? Se'ena, Urena, Benot, Sion, 
Right? So it's interesting why he chose the word Sion over here as opposed to Yerushalayim. So this sums up the song or string of songs glorifying Shlomo's warriors, his apirion, his crown, right? You start his mitah, his apirion in, in his crown, and all the girls of Jerusalem are invited out to see him with their own eyes. It sounds like such a climax, yet there's one thing that stands out missing, right? Pay attention to the development. There's three things, the mitah, the apirion, and then the atara, right? From the inside out, even from Shlomo, and then we go to Bamelech Shlomo. So, she seems to get married and all these people are around him. Where, where is he and, and where's the intimacy? Surprisingly, with all this descriptive setting of the wedding, you know, his room is filled with love and, and the love that it's filled with is from the girls of Jerusalem. It's not her. So we saw his guards, we saw his bed, we saw, you know, it, it, the closest we're going to get to him is his crown. So on its own, this song has development and seems to be climactic with, with possibly room for further development, as we'll see um, later on how the relationship develops from here. Uh, metaphorically, Shalomu HaMelech is God, right? As Chazal explained, Melech Shalom Shelo, right? Even halachically in, in Shira Shirim, uh, as we pointed out, Shalomu is, cannot be erased, it has Kedusha. Right, it's God's name. So our covenant between us and God is one of marriage. Chazal say Mishnayot Beyom Hatunato. Right, they explain the allegory. Beyom Hatunato Ze Yom Matan Torah. Beyom Simchatibo Ze Binyan Bet Mikdash. Bimerabiyamenu in the future. Based on this, Benaisa rising from the Midbar, the wilderness, compared to a pillar of smoke, or maybe a reference to the pillar of smoke as we know surrounded Has Sinai. They have the sense of the Ketoret. In the Bet Mikdash, in God's bed, the Kodesh Kodashim, where His Shekhinah rests, is surrounded and protected by the guards of the Bet Mikdash, or the Kwanim, or Tamidah Hachamim, each one of them ready to fight for God's name. Shilomo built this Apirion, the Bet Mikdash, and all the people of B'nai Israel are invited out to see the crown and the coronation of God. So this closes off the wedding song. In this pedic we saw two songs. One where she was lying in bed at night thinking of her beloved and she turned him away and she couldn't wait and roamed the city looking for him and finally found him but seemingly only in a dream. And then yet we had that swear closing off. And then the following song is the wedding song where she begins to begins to materialize that love and everyone is invited to see Hamelech uh, Shlomo on his wedding day. The next song we'll see the beloved's praise for the woman. <laughs> 